Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I'll be your host. Today's guest is Cindy Crum, and we talk about everything you need to know about designing and writing content for mobile, having a mobile-first mentality. One of the biggest mistakes that we see happen is designers are designing on a desktop, and they don't check and see what things look like and sound like and come across like when it comes to mobile. This is a valuable episode about optimizing for mobile. It was originally recorded for my class at University of Florida on social media management. It's still very relevant today, and I highly recommend listening to the entire episode. One fun factoid I want to share is Cindy's company name. It's Mobile Moxie. And it just so happens that my former agency name was the Moxie Group. And if you look up what the definition of moxie, M-O-X-I-E, means, it means you're a force of character and have determination, which I think sums up both Cindy's personality and mine. Enjoy this episode. Okay, so we are back, and this week we're talking about mobile and how we can integrate and best use mobile, mobile with social media. And this week's guest, we have Cindy Crum, and I'm going to let Cindy tell us a little bit about herself. But hey, Cindy, thanks for joining us. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. So um, tell us a little bit about your background. Cindy and I know each other from speaking together on different conference panels. Cindy specializes in mobile marketing and um, reaching the mobile user, whether it has to do with search and social. But Cindy, take it away. Tell Tell us about your book and anything that I might have left out. Sure. So I'm the CEO of a company called Mobile Moxie, based in beautiful and snowy Denver, Colorado today. Um, And I did write a book called Mobile Marketing, Finding Your Customers No Matter Where They Are. And I'm one of the um, first people to really start talking about mobile SEO as a thing, like as a a practice. Um, So I'm guessing you guys covered SEO in a different section. Is that right or no? Do they know SEO? We, we, they know what the word SEO means, hopefully, that was on the midterm, um, and then we did touch on how um, search influences social media, so definitely okay. the background is there. Cool, and then I, I also talk about just mobile strategy at large and app strategy and stuff like that. Okay, good. So tell us, um, Cindy, in your perspective, the state of search, I mean, I'm sorry, the state of mobile today and how that plays into social media. Where are we? So mobile um, is, it seems like it's in a constant state of flux because um, the standards uh, are evolving really quickly and it used to be that everyone um, wanted an M dot site and now uh, the tide has turned and everyone's trying to go responsive and then there are apps to consider and in many places it's like a 50-50 split between iOS, Apple apps and Google Android apps. Um, and so that's a lot of work to keep up to, to have a brand presence on iOS apps and Google Play apps and, um, and the web um, and make it work across all different devices. And there's constantly new devices that are being added into the mix because, you know, we've, we've had smartphones for a while, but now they're, they're really good. You know, remember BlackBerry? Like, I got into this when we were still all using Blackberries to surf the web, at least every now and then. Um, so before the iPhone, for sure. Um, but, um, so things have changed a lot since then, and now, uh, we have mobile devices, we have 
um, tablets, we have web-enabled TVs a lot. Those are becoming much more common and more used because the, the experience has improved. And then, of course, we have this new word, phablets. Do you know phablets? Mm -hmm. It's like a minute between a phone and a tablet. Um, it's a horrible word. But um, anyway, so making an experience that, that works across all these different devices seamlessly, beautifully, um, is, is obviously a top goal, and social is oftentimes the, the glue that ties everything together. Sometimes I say mobile is the glue that ties everything together, but in many ways it, it's mobile and social working together because people share things kind of indiscriminately and usually aren't aware, especially if they're on their phone, they don't even realize that the Facebook app on their phone is, is a different experience, slightly different experience um, and certainly a different technology than Facebook on the web. If they were just to use their mobile browser, different thing, right? But it, it all goes to the same place. We all share the experience, but not everything, uh, unless you plan for it as a marketer, not everything that you build for a mobile web experience or a desktop web experience will translate perfectly to an app experience. Even, you know, within the Facebook app, some things that, that you think would work don't. Okay, so if you were a, a social media manager today, um, if you could just off the top through your head, what would be the five most important best practices or things that you should be doing or don't doing or, or not doing as a social media manager? What would be like the top five that they need to know? Okay, I'm going to take the easy answer and say test, 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 um, <laughs> because it, it's just so hard to know. Um, so. My, my basic recommendation for anyone who's doing anything social is to make sure that it works on mobile and, and there's a variety of things that you need to test to make sure that it works. Remember that 50% or more of Facebook traffic is mobile and more than that, something like 70% is uh, of Twitter traffic is mobile. Um, so if you're building stuff uh, to be shared and it doesn't work on mobile, you're, you're in big trouble. Um, so the way, the testing regimen that I typically suggest is to test it on web, um, mobile and desktop and tablet, and then test it in the iOS app, mobile, tablet, and then um, actually if you're on a Windows device, now they have Windows apps um, that don't behave like regular software, it's crazy. Um, so you might test there. Um, and then I, or Android as well. So test in all three for Android and iOS. Okay. And then what mistakes do you see being made in social media when it comes to mobile marketing? I mean, one of you already mentioned um, one of them being that just not testing. What other mistakes or um, what don'ts would you say you should we should be watching out for? One of the biggest ones that I see um, is sharing the exact URL. Um, when you're on a mobile site. So for instance, um, there's a very popular yoga brand that starts with a G that I won't mention specifically, but um, they, they have a mobile site and it's an alright mobile site, it's not great, but it does have sharing buttons and so like, let's say I want to share this yoga mat for all my friends on Facebook. If I hit share from the mobile site, it always shares the mobile URL. And so all my friends who are on their desktop will click on this link and they'll go to the mobile site. So it's a bad experience. So instead, 
what you should do, even if people are on the mobile site, um, is that you should ideally have a one-to-one -one ratio between mobile and desktop pages, um, and they should be uh, set up where the desktop page recognizes if a mobile device is requesting it and automatically redirects mobile users to the mobile page. Rarely do we have mobile pages that recognize desktops and get them back the other way. So we should be sharing the desktop URL because that process is called user agent detection and redirection that happens on the desktop pages. If you share a desktop link, that means desktop people will get the desktop version and mobile users will get redirected to the corresponding version of that page. So everyone can see the yoga mat that I'm looking at in the appropriate um, version of the site. And, and that's a bigger problem with MDOT sites, less of a problem uh, with responsive design sites where you just have one URL that works across all devices. Um, but it's something that many, many companies forget. Okay. And just to define MDOT and responsive for the class. So MDOT, how, what would be a basic way to describe MDOT versus responsive design? Okay, so um, when you have an MDOT site, you usually have www.yoursite.com for desktop, and then you have an alternate set of pages on an m.yoursite.com for mobile visitors. So it's um, almost like two, two separate websites? It's almost like two separate websites or one version for desktop and another version on a subdomain for mobile. And you, so you have to build those pages separately. The difference, uh, responsive, you build one version of the site and you build it in a flexible way so that it adjusts to whatever device is requesting it so that it'll kind of rearrange the content and stack it um, in, in a sophisticated way so that it looks good across all different devices. Maybe after this interview, or if you want to say it now, if you know off the top of your head, but um, if we could give them an example of a website that's, um, that you would say is a very good example of responsive, and then one that is an example of um, MDOT, where they could see the difference between the website version and the MDOT version. Sure. Um, I think at Boston Globe, as I recall, gets written up a lot for having a really nicely responsive uh, website. And then let me think about an MDOT. Um, most of your banks will have MDOTs. Um, I'll have to think about a great MDOT. Okay, and then I can just I can give it to them um, during the class, so that would be good. Um, so when you're writing content um, as a social media manager for the mobile user, do you have any tips for content writing? Oh, you know, people are very fickle. Um, it seems like obviously a lot of the same things that you say um, for a desktop social experience uh, ring true on mobile. So people like lists, catchy titles, stuff like that. Um, the difference, let me think about the difference. So the difference might be uh, people are more prone to watch videos on their mobile phone for whatever reason. Um, and the, the thing to think about if you're really going to get strate uh, strategic, is to in do content um, that people can use in their everyday when they're not at their computer. So um, things things that are about being out and about and living your life away from the computer um, are great for mobile. So like recipes do uh, surprisingly well. People will look up recipes on their phone when they're in their grocery store and then shop for the stuff. So in that case, lists again, like shopping lists. Shopping lists are great, actually. Um, what did I see? Recently, I saw a tip uh, guide that had like everything that you would be expected for 
um, every instance you would expect to tip, so cab ride, haircut, meal, whatever, and it would show the expected percentages, because apparently they're different. So I've been over-tipping for a while in some cases. I guess I have too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. And then um, as far as, well, we covered content, is there anything from a visual standpoint? So we've covered visual social media in the class and talked about pretty much visuals are working the best on almost every social network and obviously the ones that are visual only. So visual, mobile, social, all kind of are going together perfectly. Um, any tips on visual do's and don'ts when it comes to mobile? Just remember that mobile is the home of Instagram and Snapchat and Pinterest. All that stuff um, is mostly mobile. So either taking advantage of your beautiful graphics and incorporating them um, on those social networks and, and building up followers there or finding a way to interact um, in that way. Um, with the other networks is great, but I can't think of anything that's wildly different other than that. Okay. People, are, people are super willing to do things like take selfies. Mm -hmm. um, so you can leverage the camera in the phone to drop, to get some kind of social interaction from your users. Okay, great. So um, also some of the social media managers, they may, may or may not be in charge of, let's say, a blog. So any tips on how to make your blog sharing um, as mobile-friendly as possible, maybe on the buttons, the widgets, do's and don'ts when it comes to that, what, they, what should they be looking out for? Definitely, um, if you're sharing a blog, blogs are very easy to build and rebuild in responsive design. So if it's something um, as simple as a WordPress blog, you can just get free or buy. WordPress templates that are already responsive design, um, and that will make your life a lot easier in terms of sharing content and getting people to, to a version that they can use. Um, other than that, we want to make sure that um, to avoid things like hovers and pop-ups, because everyone's had the experience where they load a page that has some kind of hover that's meant to be centered, but you can't get to it on your phone and you swipe and it runs away from you. Don't do that. Um, and that's, that's really a culprit. Um, email sign-up oftentimes does that, and it blocks you from seeing the content that you're trying to get. Um, and then make your share buttons big enough for fat fingers, and um, also make sure that you understand where the hover is on a share button. Like if you're going to share something and like tweet it out and you want to edit the tweet, I've seen so many instances where that tweet button when you click it, the hover where you can edit your tweet is off of the screen and it doesn't let you scroll to get to it because the page thinks it's ended but the hover doesn't fit. So test, test, test again. Okay. Um, any advice, um, any last words of advice for the social media managers to be when it comes to mobile and maybe their first job out there as a, as a manager? What should they be looking for? Um, I think creativity wins the day. Uh, I mean, usually creativity is great in mobile or in social. It's also great in mobile, and people aren't being that creative. They're not um, taking advantage of the fact that the phone is very portable, um, and the phone can do a lot of things that a desktop can't. So do that, number one. I would say number two, um, the, the biggest thing that I struggle with in the digital industry is getting people to think non-digital. And mobile... Um, Mobile is something where you, 
it kind of brings things together and it's with you when you're not at your computer. And so don't forget about print and TV and radio because people can take those calls to action from the TV, from print, from radio because they always have their phone with them. So you can engage people and even suggest social things from radio, which is super cheap, right? And say, you know, post your selfie on our Facebook page or whatever, whatever, whatever. And that doesn't take instructions. It doesn't take anything visual. And TV too. Like people are 90% of the time within two feet of their phone. So use it. Okay, perfect. And then the other thing is we're going to go ahead and share one of your presentations from the Zenith conference earlier, earlier this year that's going to be off of SlideShare. And just in case if the students have any questions or anything, where can they, um, where can they follow you? What's the best place for them to follow you on social? I'm all over Facebook, man. I can't handle Facebook and Twitter and everything else at the same time. I do a little bit of Twitter and a lot of Facebook. So okay. friend me on Facebook. I am pretty indiscriminate. And if you look nice, you'll be my friend. Okay, perfect. And then we'll also share the information about your book in case they want to follow up even more. Yep, and people can email me too. That's fine. You can share my email address. Okay. Well, thank you, Cindy, so much. I really appreciate it. And um, on behalf of the class, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.